of His holiness. Beautiful for situations. Joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion. Amen. When we was in Israel, amen, on Mount Zion, Jerusalem is built up forever. Praise God. On the side of the north, the city of the great king. Amen. Hallelujah. He's worthy to be praised. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. Good to see everyone. Amen. Remember these that are not here tonight. Most of them are calling in, saying they're not feeling well. They're either picked up a bug or something is going around with them. Whatever. So, amen. It's that wonderful time of the year. <laughs> amen. So, we want to get right in our study again tonight. Amen. Now, we've been talking about growing in. What are we growing in? What did we grow in last month? Uh, we went to maturity, right? Do you feel you mature? <laughs> Amen. And now that should be the key, you know, is, is to grow. You know, that's what, the, what Peter, when Peter finishes his book, he tells the church to grow in the knowledge and the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We've got to grow. Amen. And, and Peter also says in the start of the second chapter, if we add to our faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge temperance, to temperance patience, to patience godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, to brotherly kindness charity, he said we will not be unfruitful in the knowledge of the, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now think about how much knowledge we should have about Jesus if we did those things. Daily, daily, applying ourselves. Amen. And so this month we're talking about self-discipline. A lot of times uh, when we become born again, we begin to look at scriptures, and that's what the scripture is designed to do, is to make us go on to perfection. It is to help us to develop in character and to be just like Jesus. Amen. It's what it's designed to do is to help us to be able to see. When we read the Bible, when we look at the Bible, we realize, as James says, it's like looking in a mirror. You see yourself. That's why Solomon says, as a man look in the water, face answers to face. You can see yourself. When you look in that mirror, you see exactly what you look like on the outside. <laughs> you know. And so if you don't make the adjustments... If you look in that mirror, you go, man, I am ugly. You know, well, I ain't too much you can do there. <laughs> but you can make some changes. If, if I look in the mirror and I see myself as a sourpuss, then I need to be able to change my demeanor, you know, and say I need to have a smile on. I need to look good. I need to act right. I need to look good, you know, uh, and stuff. You know, when I was in the Army, you know, after a period of time, they when I first went in the Army, they used to make us get a haircut every week, whether you wanted one or not. You know, you went to the barber shop. Come Monday morning, you better have a haircut. You know, that was a given. You know. And so finally, what happened? What were they doing? It was discipline us. You know. So pretty soon you got used to it. You knew automatically, I need to have a haircut come Monday morning when I walk to go to work. 
So it basically was a form of help disciplining us and to make us grow. It was the same way with when you lived in the barracks, making your bed. It was a given. You knew the first sergeant was going to come through. You knew your platoon sergeant squad leader was going to come through. They was going to check your area to make sure it was clean. You know, and, and they knew that the bathrooms had to be clean and everything. It was like a given. And so pretty soon you just got used to doing it because you knew it was going to happen. Either you did it or they're going to make you do it. And usually the time they made you do it was on the weekends when you were supposed to be off. They would tell you stuff like, if you don't like, you know, to do it on your own, we have plenty of time on the weekends to make you do it. We got 48 hours, you know, to make you stay here. And do it. You know, I can remember in Okinawa, you know, the, the Marines used to come to church and they used to say, Pastor, you know, I can't be there Thursday night because we got field day. I'm going, field day? So what do you mean field day? Y'all going to the field? You know, they said, no, that's the day they make us clean the barracks. You know, they had to script everything down. Script the whole barracks. You know, to make it stay clean. That's what they did. They call it field day. So, and so we have to get in the habit of doing things we need to know to do. You don't need somebody to tell you constantly over and over things you need to do. That's, that's why the scriptures is designed to help us discipline ourselves. Say, we want to be pleasing to the Lord. We want God to be well pleased. We want to hear him at the end says, well done, that good and faithful service. If we're looking forward to hearing that, then we better get some self-discipline in us. Amen. We have to be able to say no. We have to be able to flee away from some things so that it does not destroy us. That's why self-discipline is important. And so Paul told Timothy, he says, Till I come give attendance to the reading, to exhortation, to doctrine, neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, with the laying on of the hands of the presbyter tree. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly unto them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself. Amen. You got to do it. Unto the doctrine, continue in them, for in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and everyone that hears it from you. Amen. So last week we was looking at the word. Amen. So tonight we want to move to number two a little bit, and we want to talk about removing all temptations to do wrong. To remove all temptations to do wrong. Amen. Now notice what Solomon's mother Tells him in Proverbs 1.10, My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. We have to be strong enough and have the intestine of fortitude to say no. Amen. When people entice you to do wrong, you need to be able to say no. Amen. Because if not, you're not developing. You're not growing. I mean, you have to be the power one. You've got to be the stronger one. 
Amen. So it goes on, James says in James 1, 13 and 14. Let no man say when he's tempted, I am tempted of God, but God cannot be tempted with evil, but neither tempt God any man, but every man is tempted when he's drawn away by his own lust and enticed. So I have to ask myself, am I easily persuaded by others to do wrong? Amen. It is, can others persuade me to do the wrong thing? I need to be able to take a strong stand that says, no, that is wrong. But if I don't study the word of God, then I won't know the difference between right and wrong. That's why I've got to look in the word of God. That's why I've got to purpose in my heart that I want to be like him. Number B, can I easily say no or is it hard for me? Amen. Do I look at that cake? Do I say, no, I don't need that? (laughs) I have to be self-disciplined. I've got to be able to walk away. Am I spending more time texting and on the Internet than God's Word and in prayer? How's my prayer life? How is my Bible reading life? Am I on schedule? Am I ahead of schedule? You know, that's all part of self-discipline. You know if the Word of God is valuable, then that's why I need to spend my time. The majority of my time need to be focused on what's going to develop me and train me and to help me to be able to do what is right. Say, because we must be doers of God's Word. How is my prayer life? You know, where am I at in my reading? What did I learn today? See, you want to be able, you know, there's no scriptures, as I told you, Sunday, that tells you to memorize the word of God. You know, but David says, that word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. So I can learn something from that. That's a sign of self-discipline. i got to hide the word in my heart. Sunday I was preaching over in Acadia Whitehall, and it was amazing that the little children that was coming up, that, you know, and they didn't get a shot to say, oh, I'm not ready today. It blew my mind to some degree. You know, they, the pastor had a, a plastic bag, and he had the names of all the kids in it. You know, and he had another little kid to come up, and he reached in the little plastic bag and pulled the name out. And to pull the name out, and he called the kid, and the kid had to come up front, and he says, okay. You quote the books of the Bible. And they had to quote the books of the Bible. If he says, okay, you have to tell me what are the five books in the Pentateuch. They had to know what five books was in the Pentateuch. What books are in the law? What books are in the prophets? And the kids, I'm talking six, seven, eight year, nine year, ten years old kids. You know, they're forced to learn the word of God. They're disciplined, should I say, to learn the things of God. I thought, wow. You know, to see that. That's self-discipline. See? Because, and the children loves doing that. You know? So we, we should have that same attitude. What did Jesus say? Except we become as... Children, we shall in no wise enter the kingdom of God. 
See, we need to have some self-discipline about us, amen, so that we're not spending and wasting our time on things that doesn't matter, okay? Don't let the technology and the gadgets take and consume all your time that you're not studying and learning the Word of God. If heaven and earth is going to pass away and my Word will not pass away, what do I need to be having? (laughs) The Word of God. I need to study. If the Word of God gives me hope, where do I need to be spending my time? I, I, I think about this all the time. A lot of people are, is in the doctor's office and in the hospitals and in the mental wards because they don't have any hope. You know, but the word of God tells you that it's through patience and comfort of the scripture that we find hope. So I have to discipline myself to get into the word, to encourage myself. Amen. What did David do when he came and everything was gone? Amen. The Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. That's discipline. You know, look at David's life. Amen. When David could have killed Saul, knowing that he was out to kill him, what did David say? I will not touch the Lord's anointed. It's easy to get even. It's easy to, to, you know, to go after people that says things and do you wrong, you know. But notice what David said. He says, I will not touch the Lord's anointed. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. See, so therefore, we have to have a heart that says, amen. If you do me wrong, I'm not going to do you wrong. See, compassion is, you know, being able, you know, we have to be able to turn that other cheek. Just because somebody do you wrong or say something bad about you, you don't need to say anything bad about that person again. You know, you need to just love them, you know, because God is love. You need to be able to pray for them. I think that's what the scripture says, doesn't it? Pray for them which despitefully use you and say all matters of evil falsely against you. Amen. Learn. That's part of discipline is being able to pray for your enemies. I think the scripture says you give him cold water. (laughs) Amen. If he's hungry, you feed him. If he's thirsty, you give him something to drink. That's discipline. You're not responding in kind in any way to do evil to any man. Matter of fact, Paul says in Galatians 6.10, As we have therefore opportunity to do good, let us do good to all men, especially to them who are the household of faith. So I have to discipline myself. I have got to have self-discipline. Amen. Are there things in my home or at work that keeps drawing me back to my old way of life? Do I have something that's constantly, you know, is the TV taking all my time? Is the Internet taking all my time? Is there things in my home or in my job that keeps pulling me further and further back away from God? If it is, I need to remove that temptation. Amen. I've got to discipline myself. I can't sit there and keep watching as the world flip or days of our life and all that says search for tomorrow, you know. As my friend in Okinawa says, his wife came to church. He thought God in light was a Christian show until he came and she came to church. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, but, but see, you can't sit there. 
and watch that kind of stuff and say you're disciplined. Discipline, as Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2, he says, flee you for lust and follow up the things of righteousness and holiness and godliness and purity. See, I got to, I got to get out of the area. I can't stay there. Amen. When all things are going wrong, you know, and all the filth and everything is taking place, you know, I might be invited to my family's party. But I'm here to tell you, if it turns into nothing but a bunch of drunks and booze and everything else, I got to go. You know, I can't stay in that environment. See, I have to have the self-discipline to walk away. You know, so you you have to have some discipline about you. Amen. Am I still yoked to my old friends? No, 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 no. You know, they need to be yoked to me, not me yoked to them. If they're doing wrong, I don't need to be yoked with them. You know, my scripture tell me what? Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. See, so my goal is, as Jude says, on some have compassion, make a difference, pulling them out of the fire. I have to do everything I can to try to love them, to pull them, to let them see the difference in my life. I have to learn how to say no. I have to learn how to back away and say, I'm sorry, I cannot be a part of that. I've got to have that self-discipline inside of me. I've got to be able to look at myself and say, am I well-pleasing to God? You know, so we have to have that discipline. Like the same goes, out of sight, out of mind. It may seem silly, but this phrase offers powerful advice. By simply removing your biggest temptation from your environment, you will greatly improve your self-discipline. The fewer distractions you have... Uh, the more focused you will be, excuse me, accomplishing in your goals. Set yourself up for success by ditching the influence. Amen. Get it out of the way. You have to have self-discipline in your life. Amen. So, James, as I said, it's, we look into the Word. What do you do with it when you read? Do you ponder it? Do you think about it? What's it saying to you? What's it trying to show you? You know, if wisdom dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty invention, you think we might need some wisdom? <laughs> Amen. That's what self-discipline is, is a life filled with wisdom. See, it helps you to make right choices and right decisions in your life. You know, notice what Proverbs 18.44 says. Proverbs 18.44, as soon as they hear of me, they shall, Proverbs, I mean Psalms 18.44, excuse me, Psalms 18.44, my mistake. Psalms 18.44, as soon as they hear of me, they shall, what? Obey me. The stranger shall submit themselves unto me. Notice, as soon as we get knowledge of God, we should start obeying Him. 
Amen. Paul says faith comes by hearing. It's come by the hearing of the word of God. We've heard. Paul says to the church at Ephesus in the first chapter, he says, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, he says you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of your inheritance. So as soon as I heard about Jesus, or heard about, heard about Jesus, heard about Jesus, we obey. See? We start purposing in our hearts to do right. As we've already discovered and realized that discipline is what? Doing the right thing when no one is watching you. So it comes down to the words we say, the things we talk about, all kinds of things shows our self-discipline. If I'm talking about people, then I'm not self-disciplined. Say, I have got to discipline myself so I know when to hold them and when to fold them, when I need to pray for someone, when I need to encourage someone, when I not need to tell anything. If life and death is in the power of my tongue, Amen. I've got to have some discipline. See? I don't blabber all the time. I don't tell everything somebody tells me. You know? I've got to learn this. That's what discipline is all about. Amen. So as soon as they hear me, they shall obey me. The strangers shall submit themselves to me. We have to be submissive unto the ways and the things of God to show that we're disciplined. Amen. We have to submit. Amen. It's just like the day of Pentecost. As soon as Peter preached, notice, as soon as Peter preached on the day of Pentecost, what happened? 3,000 people says, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promises to you, your children, to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call with many other words that he testified exalted one. Save yourselves from this untoward generation. And they that gladly received this word was baptized, it was added to about three thousand souls. And notice they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. Amen. They continued. And that's what Paul is telling Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.16. He says, continue in the things you've learned. You know, continue in the doctrine. Why? And so doing, you're saved yourself. If I'm not self-disciplined, I'm not going to save myself. It isn't going to happen. Because if I keep giving in the wrong, if I keep doing wrong, we know what sin can enter there. That's why James said, therefore, to him to know to do good and don't do it. What is it? The sin. See? And so, therefore, I got to have discipline. You know, I don't need people to keep telling me to do right. I don't need to tell people to keep telling me the value and the importance of God's word and the things of God. If I'm going to call myself a Christian... Somewhere I've got to grow. Somewhere I've got to mature. I'm gonna change the mic.
just laid down on my bed. <laughs> Sorry about that. I got to moving around here. Am I still up here? Okay, we'll find it. But, uh, amen. But I've, I've got to discipline. I got to, I got to get to that point in my life that I am devoted and committed to God. See? Because I know He's always watching me. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord run to and fro the whole earth to show Himself strong to them that love Him. See, so if I know that God is watching and I know that I've got to grow, I've got to be mature. I'm, I, you know, as Paul says, the time I, I should be a teacher, I've got need the people teach me again. No, that's not growing. That's not maturity. That's not self-discipline. If I've got to have people constantly keep teaching me the same things over and over again because I'm not learning and doing them myself. See? You've got to grow. I'm sure you heard the old story, you know, if your children ain't growing and they're 15 years old, you're going to take them to the doctor and find out what's wrong. You know? See, you've got to mature. The time we ought to all be teachers. We've been in the church, you know, think about how long we've been in the church. We should know this book in and out. We should be excited. As David said, I was glad when they said to me, let's go to church. You know, we, we've got to have a love for the things of God. See, that's all self-discipline is, is having a love to do right. That's all it is. See, I want to do right. I want to be well-pleasing. Amen. It's doing the right thing when nobody is watching you. You don't need people to tell you, you know. If people get, oh, do I have to do this? Do I have to do that? You know, discipline yourself. You'll find out, you know, if you do or don't. You study the Word of God. You talk to God. You know, God will show you what you need to do. You know, it's important. You have to accept this. Like I think I told you, you know, one time I missed formation, you know, when I was in the Army, you know, and I tried to find an excuse, you know, and I told my, my sergeant, I said, Sergeant, I said, my alarm clock didn't go off. You know, that was, you know, you can always you get away with something like that, you know, because everybody's every night and your alarm clock don't go off. So, you know, I, I, I try to use that excuse and he told me, he says, your alarm clock is them stripes on your collar. That's what he told me. He says, that's your alarm clock. He says, so if you want to keep them, I would think you would have them wake you up. <laughs> And he says, don't let it happen again. Didn't tell me twice. You know, I disciplined myself. You know, and I guess that's why in the military they say if you're 15 minutes early, you're 15 minutes late already, you know, (laughs) and stuff. You know, that's what discipline is. It's 
You know, how many times do you hear people say, oh, man, I didn't know what I was going to wear to church on Sunday? You know, uh, hello, don't Sunday follow Saturday? Last time I checked, since I've been living 60-something years, you know, Sunday always follows Saturday. I know church is on Sunday, so why didn't I pick out what I was going to wear on Saturday? So I would know what I'm going to put on on Sunday so I'm not late. That's discipline. But you think, no, no, yeah, I still do. I pick out what I'm going to wear to church on Sunday, Saturday. Yeah, and hang it up, make sure everything is good to go, you know, so I'm ready to get dressed. So when I walk out the door, I got everything in my bag. I'm ready to go. That's that's called discipline. You know, like I was saying, you know, back in the days when I was in the army, you know, you know, you had to have a haircut on on Monday. So. Why try to wait Monday morning? You know, the barbershop is closed. Don't pass the common sense test. You know, there's things that we know we need to do. We know we're going to heaven. We're on the road to go to heaven. So what do I need to do? I need to stay on the right road. I, I've got to discipline myself to make sure I'm studying the word of God. Amen. So that I keep on the right track. Amen. So once I hear of him, they shall obey me. We need to obey the Lord. Amen. Read the word of God. Study the word of God. Look what Paul says in Galatians 5.1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherein Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of what? Bondage. Now, why am I going to go back if I've been living in sin, if I've been living like the devil, if I've been living in all these problems and situations in my life, and now God sets me free, why am I going back? You know, the only thing I should be yoking up with is Jesus. I think that's what he says in Matthew, isn't it? You know, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest to your soul. But my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So why am I going to go back to the old way where I had problems? Why am I going to go back to the old way that's going to drag me down? Why am I going to go back to the old way? Amen. That's not going to help me grow and prepare me to get me to heaven. See, I'm, I'm heading to a better place. If God brought all this new stuff for me to give me a chance to start afresh and anew, I've got to discipline myself now to stay in that path. That's why the Lord says in Jeremiah 6, 16, stand ye and ask, where's the good way? Where's the old path? And walk therein and you're going to find rest to your soul. But notice what they said. We're not going to walk in there. That's a lack of self-discipline. If, if, if he tells me where the rest is, but I say I'm not going to do that, how many times you see that in church? It's a lack of self-discipline. When you read and you see what it tells you to do and you don't do it, it ain't God's fault. How many times do you read in scripture where God tells the children of Israel, you know, 
when they're in trouble and they're going through things in their life, he turns to Moses and the leaders and says, because they ain't did what I told them. That's the lack of self-discipline. If you don't do what God's Word tells you, it's a lack of self-discipline. So when you wind up in all kinds of trouble, when you wind up hurting and pain and suffering, it ain't God's fault. Then people want to pray to God. They want God to do things for them. And He just says, you ain't did what I told you to do. You got to discipline yourself. You have to be a doer of God's Word. Jesus tells us in Matthew 7, He that hear these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him a man what? Build his house upon the rock. The rain came, the wind blew, and beat upon that house, and it didn't fall. Why? Because it was built upon a rock. Amen. See, and you know, so therefore, we, we've got to discipline ourselves. Amen. Are you growing? Are you maturing? And God, can you teach others the way of God? Discipline yourself. We're not there yet. <laughs> Until we cross that finish line and hear him say, well done, that good and faithful servants, I've got to discipline myself. And so I have to grow a purpose in my heart that I am going to Grow. Amen. Notice what David in 2 Samuel chapter uh, 3, 2 Samuel chapter 3, verse 33 through 35. 2 Samuel chapter 3, verse 33. And the king lamented over Abner and said, Die Abner as a fool dieth. Thy hands were not bound, nor thy feet put in fetters. As a man falleth before wicked men, so fellest thou. And all the people wept again over him. And when all the people came to cause David to eat meat while it was yet day, David swore, said, So do God to me, and more also if I taste bread or aught until the sun go down. Notice what he says to Abner. He says, You died as a fool. He says, Your hands was not in, in, in shackles and your feet in feathers that you couldn't do something about it. You know, where he's coming from is Joab had killed Abner. Say, he said, you didn't even try to fight. Say, if I die as a fool, it's my fault. You know why? Because I have the road map. I've got the key to heaven. So if I miss it and I spend eternity in hell, it's my own fault. Because I did not discipline myself to pick it up daily, to study it daily, to apply it to my life daily. It's my own fault. I must discipline myself. As the Lord told Joshua, he said, don't you ever let the book depart out of your mouth. He says, you meditate in it. You give yourself wholly to it. Amen. We, it's the answer to life. The answer is here. I've got to discipline myself. 
so that I'm always doing the right thing when nobody is not watching. Amen. Being right all the time. Moving on to what? Perfection. See? The answer is there. It'll help me. We don't want to die as fools. You know, we want to die as wise. Well done. My good and faithful servant. That's why Paul, when you look at 1 Corinthians 6, 9, you know, through, through 12, Paul says, Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So be not deceived. Be the fornicators. See? Fornicators don't have any discipline. Okay? If I say I'm saved and I keep fornicating, I don't have discipline. See? Nor idolaters. If I'm working in I- worshiping idols, you know, I'm not disciplined. If I'm an idolater, I'm not disciplined. Effeminates. Abuses themselves with mankind. Nor thieves. Nor covetous. Nor drunkards. Nor revilers. Nor stationers shall inherit the kingdom of God. These things is saying you're not disciplined. See? Because you looked in the word of God already and you see that these things are wrong. See, Paul, Paul is writing to a church that is already born again. So if I say I'm born again and I'm still doing this stuff, see, I'm not disciplined. That's the same thing when, when, when Solomon writes in Proverbs 6 and 16 through 19. He said, these six things that the Lord hate and seven is an abomination. If I have a proud look, I'm not disciplined. If I'm lying, I'm not disciplined. You know, if I'm gossiping, backbiting, sowing discord, I am not disciplined. If I'm talking behind your back, I'm not disciplined. I'm a backbiter. See? And every idle word will be held accountable. See, I've got to discipline myself. What did Jesus say? Be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. See? What did he say? Be wise as serpents. He was pretty smart cookie in the garden. The Bible says he was more subtle than any beast of the field. Yeah, he was sly, but he knew, didn't he? He knew what the word of God said. That's why we said to Jesus when he came to Jesus, you be the son of God. Man, he's don't be because, you know, he knows what the word of God says. Isn't that amazing? That our enemy that we talk about all the time, the devil's doing this, the devil's doing that, the devil's beating me, the devil's doing that. Ain't it amazing the devil knows salvation? <laughs> That's why he keeps trying to deceive you. That's why he keeps... You know, so listen, if I know he's my chief adversary, I got to discipline myself to not, as the scripture said, give any room to him. 
I've got to build up myself on my most holy faith. Praying constantly in the Holy Ghost. Keeping myself in the love of God. I've got the discipline. I know he's out to kill, to steal, and to destroy. I know he's out to take me out. So why am I going to sit there and let him take me out? i got to discipline myself. Amen. He should be seeing me. He should be on the run. Every time he sees you coming... He should run. I think that's what the scripture says. He believed there's one God. And he trembles. So when he see you coming, or hear you coming, he should start immediately trembling and get out of the way. See? Flee. So you've got to discipline yourself. Don't die as a fool. Your hands are not in feathers. I think the scripture puts it this way. Home the son is set free. He's free indeed. You're not in bondage anymore. You can raise up holy hands. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're money through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I can lift my hands if he's given me a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, I need to get discipline. So I raise my hand. I, I got to have discipline that I get up and I pray. I've got to have discipline that I read the word of God daily, hiding it in my heart so that I won't sin against him, so that I will have wisdom and knowledge and understanding of the ways and the things of God so I can grow and self-discipline and mature and move on to perfection so that I will be like him. As Paul says, forgetting those things that are behind. See? Reach forth to those things that are before. I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. As Paul finishes in that, in that 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 12, he says, all things are profitable, but all things are not expedient. All things are profitable, but they don't edify me or build me up. So I've got to have the discipline here. Amen. I've got to discipline myself. I've got to prepare myself. Amen. To be ready for the things of God. Number three is I have to learn how to forgive and love. One of the strongest things we need have to learn and grow in and learn in self-discipline is how to forgive ourselves. People don't know how to forgive themselves. That's a lack of self-discipline. You know, you've got to learn how to forgive you. I think scripture says there is therefore now none, no condemnation to them who was what? In Christ Jesus. So what are you doing condemning yourself? It's a lack of self-discipline. I'm not good enough. That's a lack of self-discipline. You ain't good enough, you ain't disciplined. See? Because you know why? You're comparing yourself to somebody else. Compare yourself to Jesus. (laughs) You know, stop worrying about the people around you. See? There's no condemnation to them who's in Christ Jesus, who walk after the spirit and not after the flesh. We don't go after the flesh. If you keep going after the flesh, you're never going to be disciplined. 
Because carnal mind is enmity against God. And they that are in the flesh cannot please God. See, if I got to have the next best gadget, 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 you know, I'm not disciplined. If my heart is won't, 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 I'm not disciplined. What did Paul say in First Corinthians, I mean First Timothy 6, 6? Having food and raiment, be content. If I'm not content, I'm not disciplined. Because they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run, not be weary. Walk and not faint. You're not going to quit. You're not going to give up. He gives strength to me as I worship him. Discipline. When I don't feel good, I still got the discipline that says, worship. When things ain't going right, worship. He's given me a garment of praise. I've got to be self-disciplined. That monkey is on my back. That responsibility falls to me, nobody else. See? And so therefore I have to follow suit with the word of God. I've got to forgive myself. There's no condemnation. That's what Jesus told Nicodemus in John 3. He says, here's condemnation, Nicodemus. He says, light has come into the world. But men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. He says, God didn't send his son in the world to condemn the world. He says he sent him here to save it. So if you were condemning yourself, eh, you might not know love. God is love. Say, read John 3 again in the, in with Nicodemus. You know, we focus on John 3.16, but God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son who said, believe in should not perish, but have eternal life. But verse 17, he says, God sent not his son in the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. Then he says, here's condemnation. The light is coming in the world, but men love darkness rather than light. Why? Because their deeds are evil. So you don't condemn yourself. When you're disciplined, You take every situation and every circumstance and you look at it objectively and says, what do I need to learn and do here? If I got a problem, I need to go through the seven steps of problem solving and come with a solution. And then let God work it from there. I don't take matters into my own hands. See, I have to look at the problem. What what is God trying to show me? Is it something I need to be developed in? You know, is he helping me in my self-discipline to be more like him? You know, is this problem, this situation, circumstance I'm going through, what do I need to learn? You know, what is God trying to show me here? Amen. So I have to learn how to forgive myself. Do I know how to forgive myself for the things I do wrong? Well, first I go to God and ask for forgiveness. You know, I think that's what David did, didn't he? You want an example of how to forgive God, yourself? 
David blamed nobody but him. That's why when you read Psalms 51, he, he, he says, against you, I did this. When, when Nathan tells him, he says, I've sinned against God. He didn't say, well, she shouldn't have been out there, <laughs> you know, with no clothes on, you know, all kinds of stuff. He just blamed himself. See? So when I make a mistake as a child of God or do wrong as a child of God, I don't need to say it's your fault or somebody else's fault. I need to just say I've sinned against God. You know? Look at all the songs that David wrote. You know, creating me a clean heart. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. But the, you know, for the sacrifices of God is a broken heart and a contract spirit, O God, you will not despise. See, so I have to learn how to forgive myself. Amen. And so if I ask God to forgive me, then I need to be able to forgive me. You know, what did Jesus tell the woman that was caught in adultery? He says, where's your accusers? Snowman, he says, neither do I. Go and sin no more. And that's what discipline does. If I sin and God forgives me, then I have to have the discipline to make sure I stay on the right path. And David comes to be known as what? A man after God's own heart. Because that's what God wants. Amen? So we're growing in discipline. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Any questions on growing in discipline? Prudence, wisdom, mm-hmm. wisdom, I it deal with discretion, prudence, discretion. They're all together, being wise, and it works together, side by side here. I wisdom dwell with prudence. i got to have discretion, you know, and that's where self-discipline comes in, is being able to use that discretion. To be able to say, nope, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to say that. As I think when you look at Proverbs 2, it says, when wisdom entered thine heart and discretion is, is present. I mean, wisdom entered thy heart and understanding is present. It says discretion will keep you. You know, and it will keep you from a whole lot of things. You stop and think about people with all kinds of issues that's in jail and all kinds of stuff. They're, they're, yeah, wisdom, when, when it, and there it is, when, when wisdom enter your heart and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, notice discretion shall preserve thee and understanding shall keep thee. See? No, 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 no. Say what? Well, discretion, if you have discretion, it comes through the wisdom and the knowledge so that you make right choices. You'll be able to figure things out. Yes, in a sense, you'll be able to figure things out, amen, to make the right choice and the right decision with it. Say again? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It is. It's a very big deal. Yeah. It's very, it's, it's definitely a big deal. 
you make wrong choices. You make wrong choices. Amen. Yeah. It should be because you you're making your decisions based on wisdom and knowledge. And wisdom and knowledge come from God's word. Say, yeah, yeah. Amen. Good. So get wisdom and all you're getting, get understanding. I wouldn't hold them and win the fold. Right. Yeah. So they all go they're all right there together. Yeah. And they all they all come from Jesus because he's the wisdom and knowledge of God. Right. And, and but God forbid if we as Holy Ghost field don't have it. You know. You know, that's, that's what I'm saying. We got to discipline ourselves so that we, so that we do right and know how to make right choices and right decisions and when to say and when not to say and when to, you know, brattle our tongue. You know, I think Solomon said we put bits in a horse's mouth and, you know, turn them whatever, you know, and James even talk about the tongue is the most unruly member of the whole body. He says, but if we brattle it, you know, then, you know, we, we'll be good. So it does. It set us on, it sets on course the times, uh, you know, the tongue. Did you say time or time? Tongue. Time goes fast. Oh yeah. <laughs> Both of them. Man, praise God. <laughs> Amen. Any other questions? Amen. All right. Don't forget, Sunday is coming. Sunday service. Amen. It's coming up. Amen. Praise God. Leaders, don't forget, we got a board meeting Sunday after service, too. Amen.